Hello and welcome to the Football Fan Central podcast. In this episode and following episodes, we'll be bringing you football news from the fans' perspective. And talking of fans, my two co-hosts today is Crystal Palace fan and Gary Cahill fanboy, James Scales, and lifelong Fulham supporter, Tom Kearney wannabe, Ethan Can. Guys, thank you for joining me. Um, how are you finding it without football, first of all? And what are your opinions on how they're returning it and things like that? It's... Um... I think it's been it's been boring. It's good to see football back, but I just don't know how it's how they're gonna you know play it out with like obviously the virus. There's like been players that have you know um, come out as ill. I saw like Norwich players, two of their first team members have uh, have been tested positive. So I don't know how they're gonna you know uh, bring it back, but I reckon it will be back in full effect. You know, well within a month, it will just take a lot of time. You know, making sure that everything's um, safe to do. Yeah, but I think it'll be good once it's back, especially when it's starting. Is the Premier League starting on the 25th of June? Or is it just the Championship? Um, so Premier League is starting on the 17th and Championship on the 20th. Yeah. So the Premier League is forward to boys. Love exactly, you. exactly. Um, yeah, so like I say, the Premier League restarting on the 17th and Championship on the 20th. Uh, we thought we'd have a look at the quick league, ta- league table for both leagues. Um, so first off, the Champions League places are really close at the minute. Liverpool and Man City are really the only two teams that have guaranteed Champions League spots. Um, Man City kind of have a bit of a ban at the moment, but we don't really know whether it's going to go for or not. Let's just say that they do get into the Champions League. Um, so the other two teams going into the Champions League, I'll start and say I think Leicester will hold their position. And I think Chelsea will drop out of fourth and that Wolves could... Uh, get into a Champions League spot they have an easier run of games than Chelsea um, and they're only a few wins out of fourth place so guys what do you think about the Champions League spots I mean looking at you know their run of form um, I think Tottenham could be in for a chance Um, you know they've got a decent run of games they've got good squad depth Um, they, they seem to be doing you know quite well under uh, Mourinho, so I, I think they could scrape it somehow, and they are, they aren't that far. But wait, seven points behind, so they are quite far. But like you said, Chelsea have got quite bad games. Man United, you know, they're Man United, so we really can't judge what how they're going to be yet. So I think they're only real competition of Wolves. So I, I reckon it's going to be a, a battle between Tottenham and uh, Wolves to see who manages to get um, into the Champions League. I want to say Chef would have a chance, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it would be great to see that, but it's, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, go on, Ethan. I reckon, do you think? I reckon I'll do it. I don't, I don't like them. I don't have belief in them, but I just have a feeling that they're just they're, they're scraping now. Scraping now. I'm saying goal difference. Yeah, it's, it's going to be close. Like, like James said, there's only seven points between like 10th and 4th or something like that. It's all really close yeah. at the moment. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, especially next season, if Sheffield United do get in it. Imagine if Barcelona versus Sheffield United in the round of 16. <laughs> That'll be yeah, one to watch. Nah. I'm there. So, yeah, I'm there. Camp New Trip is on. <laughs> um, so then relegation as well. Again, Norwich are rock bottom. Um, it looks unlikely that they're going to get out of the relegation zone. So the two other teams that you think will go down with them, I'll go to James first. So I think uh, obviously Norwich, there's no, they're four points behind granted. So it's not that bad, but that's only, you know, 
to scrape 19th. They're still six points behind, um, what's it, Watford. And they seem to sort of manage to pick themselves up a bit. You know, West Ham uh, starting to get back up. So Norwich are definitely going to go down, I think. Um, Aston Villa, I mean, if you look at their form, they've lost their last four games. They haven't really, you know, got much hope. And I want to say that um, taking bias out the window, obviously I want to say Brighton, but on second thought, I, I, I feel that like I, I feel inclined to say Bournemouth. Like it's going to sit how it is now. Aston Villa, Norwich and Bournemouth, because Bournemouth are like, they're being so inconsistent. I, I just can't see them managing to get back up really. But only time Yeah, no, I, I think I really like Bournemouth as a club. They've come the whole way up through the football rankings. and They've had a good few years in the Prem now, but I don't really know if they're good enough to withhold the Prem nah. for another few seasons, to be honest. Um, go on, Ethan. I reckon it's going to be Norwich. Aston Villa, they deserve it. And for some reason, Bournemouth and Watford always seem to pull out of the bag. So I'm going to go with West Ham. Watford and Bournemouth really? always seem to somehow just stay up. Stay up. I th- it was Sunderland I for think... a couple of years, but yeah, then yeah. they finally got their chance. Yeah, I think um, Villa and West Ham as well, to be honest. Obviously, like you say, Villa deserve it. Just that's it. Um, but to be <laughs> fair, they have, got, they have got a hard run of games. Um, I wasn't... I wasn't expecting West Ham to do this poorly, honestly. Like at the start of the season, I was expecting to come safely in the top half of the table. Yeah, exactly. They they looked like they had a good squad, but David Moyes really isn't that great of a manager. I mean, we know he was all right at Everton, and obviously then got that job at Man United, which he didn't do very well at. But um, yeah. there's a lot of pressure on him being the manager he is, and on the club as well. Like they're they're such a big club, and um, yeah. I think that pressure could could kind of cause them to to actually go down, but I know yeah. I have to wait and see. So Leeds and West Brom are leading the pack in the championship, and although they could slip up, they're quite likely to win in the playoffs if either of them do fall out of the top two. Um, so let's choose one other teams beside West Brom and Leeds that could go up, unless you have um, any other teams that you think could go up apart from them too. Yeah, I fancy Barnsley's chances. They're doing great. Nah, um, honestly, I, I can see, I can see Brentford doing it. Like, you wow. know, they, they've got as much as I, I feel bad. I, I do rate Fulham as a team, but I feeling I feel like I sort of need to say Brentford because they have got. Although Fulham are the better team on paper, I just feel like you know Brentford have got a lot of skillful players. They've got Ollie Watkins. They've got, you know, Barami. Is that his name? Barami? Yeah, I don't know how ben, to pronounce ben it. Rahame. That's, yeah, that's ben Rahame. That's the one. Yeah, Ben Rahami. He's good. And they provide like a lot of uh, threat up front. I, I, so I think they could, you know, they could be um, quite difficult to deal with. Especially, let's be honest here, the championship's defence, it's, it's not the best. So, you know, they could find a way through, but I don't know. Yeah, I think yes. I think me and Ethan would both like to say Fulham as well. Um, yeah. I am going to say Fulham. I think we will. I think we will go up. Especially, it depends how the first games go after the restart. We do have Brentford. Brentford is the first Championship game, um, yeah. twelve thirty on the twentieth to go underway. So, we we would like to see a Fulham win there, but we never really do that well against Brentford. I went there. Yeah. I went away earlier on in the season. We lost one nil, but um, 
Yeah, yeah, like like you say, Brentford have just beaten Arsenal in the preseason or well, mini preseason <laughs> friendly, three yeah. two, and obviously Arsenal are a bit of a liability, but that doesn't give me much hope for, as a Fulham fan yeah, yeah. going into the first game of the season against a team who's just beaten Arsenal three two. So, Ethan, would you say Fulham to go up? Is that what you want? Is that what you think? I want. I don't think it will happen. I agree with James. I yeah, think, I think I. I think this season, especially, I don't know how I don't know how we've done it. I don't know, it seems to be every time I go there, it's either a draw or a close win or a close loss. I don't know how we've got. I don't know how we're third. I think Brentford yeah. probably will do. It. On paper, like James said, on paper we should beat Brentford. We should on paper we have the best squad in the championship, and I don't yeah. even think it's down to the manager. Even Scott Park, I I don't think he's the best manager, but I don't think he's been absolutely terrible. It's just, it just hasn't all gelled together as, as well as we wanted to. Um, but yeah, in, in the playoffs, playing against teams like Nottingham Forest as well, we've all we've all still got to play this our second game against them, and we lost yeah. earlier on in the season against them. So uh, I don't I, know. I think the problem is as well is it, you, Fulham are very inconsistent. They so like they can you know when they get the win, they're they're great to watch them play football. But then I remember when we were watching the Cardiff game. I think it was one of the first games of the season, and they were yeah. just, they were just they were, they were shocking. You know, it's bad when Harry Arter's playing the best on the pitch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, Harry Arter is shocking. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I agree with the inconsistent. We went on a little run of five wins this season, or, or five unbeaten, and that's been our best run. So, like Ethan said, how are we third? And our best run's been five unbeaten. Out of however many games, that that's ridiculous. Honestly, I don't know how Preston's got in the top six. I don't know yeah. how Preston's got they, in the they top banged six. It, mate. They banged it. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting like Millwall or something, but you know, I do like Millwall. Preston. That's quite a funny like thing. I just love to see a bit of Millwall <laughs> West Ham, although if <laughs> yeah, say that they go down like yeah, exactly, yeah. I'd love to see Millwall West Ham, but it's looking more likely that West Ham will go down than Millwall will go up at the moment. I'm going to have a look at some of the flops of the season. So going into the season, is there any particular player where you looked at him and you thought he's going to be great and he has ended up being as bad as Harry Arter? Are we talking championship? Any uh, English league, preferably Premier League or championship. It's up to you. Oh, I, I, um... I think it's... Someone's got to say it, Nicola Pepe. He's been no, I was in the prem. He's same. been shocking. Like to, to cost what eighty-five million money, and <laughs> yeah, to, like that. you know, score barely. Like he scored what, four goals, got a few it's assists. That. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, yeah, him, he's, good really. he's good on his feet, but what really matters when you're playing in that position is getting this because you got Aubameyang up front and Lacazette. You know what I mean? Like you should be yeah. able to bag some assists, but. Yeah, the, honestly, there's plenty of Arsenal players you could choose. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. Literally, every single one of their defenders. Oh, <laughs> I'd love to say Mesut Ozil, but uh, he's been he's been having a bad season for bad few seasons now. So it's kind of hard to say. I expected a lot yeah. from him at the start of the season. Um, yeah, it's, I think Pepe's probably one of the best shouts. You got players like. Martial, who who again, he's been average this season, and everyone's waiting for either Martial or Rashford to go have a 20 25 goal scoring season. And whilst they're saying, Yeah, yeah, they're having all right seasons, they're getting 10 goals, yeah, that's all right. But with Man United, they're supposed to be one of the top teams, and with neither yeah. of them two scoring enough goals, it's, it's not good enough, really. 
Yeah, it's, it's not um, ideal. So I, you're right on what you're saying. Like Martial, he hasn't been a flop, but he's he hasn't been like stand out. You're expecting a player yeah, of his exactly. quality to be a bit more, you know, explosive sort of. And he, yeah, well, yeah. he's he's a, he's a pace merchant. You know what I mean? Like he just uses his feet, and then when it comes to getting balls in the box, or scoring, know, yeah, or, or scoring, yeah. I don't know if, mm. if the statistics back it up, but while watching him play, I'm thinking um, Ivan Cavallero. Yeah, really? I think for me, Cavallero and Knockart, they've they've been subpar this season, really. Um, like, like you say, there's been games where you watch him, uh, he scores really good goals like, outside the box. And like like James, you were saying, you haven't watched every Fulham game this season. But nah. you might think, whoa, like, he looks great, the goals he scored. But that's one in every, what, 12, 13 games. And in those games, he's just not consistent enough. And I think that's the same for Knockout for me. Although he Knockout definitely has more passion about him. He just doesn't really have yeah. the end product. Yeah. I think um, another player that we should put down as a flop, he's not a new signing. He's been with, he's been with um, Palace for quite a while now. But I want to say Luka Milivojevic, you know, at the start of the season... We was expecting him. He, he was he did great last season. You know what I mean? Like he had a great penalty scoring record. He, he covered lots of ground. <laughs> exactly. And then this season, he's been shocking to the point where our fans have been wanting us to play McCarthy, a signing who we shamed back in August. We want to play him instead of our own captain. Like that's, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that is, that is poor, but... Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Zaha as well. What would you say yeah. about Zaha? Because I know right. he was really highly rated for the last few seasons, but for me, watching obviously I haven't watched a lot of Palace games, but the ones that I have watched, he's looked. He hasn't looked as good as he has in the last couple of seasons. Definitely. Yeah. From the home games I've been to this season, let's say I don't know um, the Sheffield United game back in I think it was February. He he played he plays well, but that's only on his feet. When it comes to like. You know, he doesn't seem to make decisions out of instinct. He sort of was like relies on you know hoping that the like, players foul him and then get yeah. a free kick out of it. Yeah, I feel like some of Zaha at the moment is now hoping for a move away. Um, yeah, I know as a Palace fan that might not be the best thing to hear, but I think um, he was at United, but obviously didn't play well. But it seems to happen a lot. Players will leave a big club and then join a join a bigger one like look at Sancho I don't know if he joined anyone in between Man City and Dortmund but suddenly nah, he goes to he Dortmund and to. starts yeah but suddenly he starts he leaves one big club and no one's like a few people don't mind and now if you're a Man City fan I bet you are kicking yourselves that you sold Sancho because yeah. he looks like one of the hottest prospects in Europe in the world yeah so, we missed out on signing him a few I think like in 2016 because Man City wanted Zaha and yeah. part of the deal would have included Sancho, and we missed out on it. But I'm not really that mad because realistically, if he came here, based on the fact that our, you know our youth academy isn't the best, we're a Category B academy. We're in the same level as like you know, um, we're in the same level you know youth academy as um, like Brentford and Championship teams. Yes, yeah. it's, it's so like if he came there, he would be. He'd be. I. I don't think he'd get to where he is today. I think he's made bright career choices in in the moves that he's made. Um, I think another flop who's just come to my mind is 
Ryan Sessignon. Um, again, yeah, as a yeah. Fulham fan. As a Fulham fan, it, it hurt when he left. I really, really liked him. He only had a year left on his contract, though, and it's definitely the best move for us. And at the time, we were like, yes, yeah, it'd be a good move for him, but it definitely has come too soon. He, he's nah, yeah. He scored against Bayern this season, and that was the only thing that he's really been stood out for. Um, again, below average in his performances. And I think it's just about um, kind of confidence in a way. Uh he doesn't look that confident when he's on the ball and things like that. Um, and yeah. is there anyone, so moving on from flops, is there anyone that has stood out to you that you wouldn't expect? For me, I could name probably the whole Sheffield United team or oh, some yeah. lot of Wolves players. But is there anyone in particular that you've seen who kind of stands I out? Say, I want to say um, Lise Marseille has been very good. I wasn't expecting, you know, a, a player to come out of the championship and then, you know, he may not be scoring the most goals in the league, but he is he's just, he's he's the jack of all he's the complete package when it comes to a football. Like he's fast, he's young ish, you know, he's he's got sense about him. And he has yeah, I agree. And um Sheffield United are, are quite a defensive team as well, so he's done well to get yeah. him in amongst the goals. Um I'm gonna say John Lundstrom. Lunchtime, yeah. even because uh, I remember in the first weeks of Premier League fantasy, he seems to be getting points left, right, and centre. He was a assist and goal king. Might have scored against Arsenal or something like that. A, a big team, I think. And yeah, he's looked great. And another one is Ollie Norwood, who's a player that Fulham missed out on signing. He's been Sheffield United's captain this season. Um, oh Ethan, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you wish yeah. that we signed Norwood back uh, in the day? I mean, I would have taken him. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think now, definitely. But at the time, no one was going to think, oh, yeah, Norwood's going to go on to captain Sheffield United, who's going to be in Europa League spots. Yeah, no yeah. one would have thought that. But he, him in our team, is, he would have been the best midfielder that we could have had this season. But obviously... Another player I want to say is, as well, Gary Cahill. I'm not, I'm not saying this because bias. He's been very good for us. But you've got to put his age into the picture. He's, what, 30, 33? So, like 32? He's, he's getting old. Um, so yeah. I think it was a gamble coming this late into your career in, <laughs> into a club that's this like shaky. So like I think it's played out very well for him. And he, he wouldn't have got started at Chelsea. They, bought, they would have found out about how good Samori is. And yeah. they got Rudiger. And I just don't, I couldn't see him working out at Chelsea. Yeah, Cahill was actually one of the players that I wish Fulham signed when we went up because although on paper we when we went up to the Prem we looked like we had an amazing squad and we we're gonna finish mid table and we were all really optimistic. But the problem was is we had no players with Prem experiences and we were linked with Cahill. And I think he would have just made our team so much more solid, but we didn't sign anyone with any Prem experience and that showed really because I think he would have been class for, for us really. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, I think another player as well that I think stands out, you've got to say Jamie Vardy. Like, yeah, how yeah, can yeah. a guy who came from Fleetwood Town, been playing non-league since he was, like, what, until 26, ends up bagging the most goals in the league? You know, you've got Danny Ings too. Players that you yeah, wouldn't Danny, expect to be yeah. playing goals. Like, It's, it's kind of like goals. a... Um, yeah, it's kind of like a bit of a return from the dead for me for Danny Ings because obviously he was at Liverpool which is a massive club 
And then he yeah. left and he's been quiet for the last few seasons. But this season, Southampton, I've actually been a fan of. And Ralph Hasenhutl, their manager, has implemented a great system. I don't know what he's done, but it's something that has managed to work and it's brought out the best in Danny Ings. And on to Jamie Vardy, everyone was thinking that last season was going to be his last season at the top level. And this season, he's just proved everyone wrong. He could yeah. he could definitely still do it for a, a couple more seasons. Yeah, I'd love to see him do it. He's entertaining to watch, really, isn't he? It's not only as well, he's, he's not only a good footballer, but he's got personality, so I could see him. You know what I mean? Like he's like is that, and he's thirty-eight, still playing because he's got drive. It's the same with Vardy. He seems like yeah. he wants it because he's he's been working since you know, young, staying at Long League, and then he's gonna stay at Leicester. I can imagine him wanting to stay at Leicester until he you know, gets. In. I reckon. I, get, I, I reckon they'll get Champions League. I I reckon they'll get it honestly. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they will. This I think they're both natural goal scorers originally, anyway. Like, it doesn't matter how good they are on, on or off the ball, they're, they're going to get goals. Yeah, it's yeah, one of them players where you don't expect them to go on mad runs or anything like that, but they're always there to score the goals. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, my for me, the most memorable Jamie Vardy goal was that one against Liverpool where he just looped it over. I think it was Mignolet or Carrius in goal at the time. And it's just one of them ones where you don't expect him to score, but because he's a natural goal scorer, he scored from there and that that's something that you don't see from everyone and that's what makes him and players like Danny Ings and just natural scorers stand out. There was someone that I wanted to talk about which was Aubameyang so there's been a lot of things in the media recently about whether he's going to move away whether he's going to renew his contract so my opinion for what I would say about Aubameyang is he's been scoring goals for Arsenal um that he joined and would want to stay with them being a Champions League club. And they're not going to get, I don't think they're going to get Champions League this season. It would take a lot, a lot of work. And I don't think they will next season unless they get some improvement. He's now 30 or 31, I think. So coming to the end of his career, if you were a Bamiang, would you stay at Arsenal a few more goal scoring seasons? Or do you think it would be fair if he moves away? to a club like Juventus or a club like PSG and win a trophy. Yeah, you would move. No, he was... I, I, I was questioning where he would move, but if he has another opportunity, i say do it. He was going to be my one yeah. where I said he's done very well this season. Because Arsenal yeah, exactly. haven't been the best this season. They've been very off it. In the Premier League, he's got 22 goals in 36 games. And for a club who's flopped like, to their standards this season, that's very good. So i say yeah, that's a big move. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's what I think. He's he's done, like you say, what, 26 goals. 22 or, yeah, 26, 22, 22 and 36. Yeah, in a stat, in a very below average team to have that good of a goal scoring record is unreal. James, what would, what would you say? I, I think if I was him personally, I'd want to stay at Arsenal because I know how much the fans mean to me. But that's if I was like, you know, 21, 22, the fact he's coming to the end of his career. I, I I would want I'd I'd leave, I'd regret it, yeah. but I'd leave. But like I don't think I'd go to PSG or Juventus. I'd go to um, I think I could see him. I could see him at Atletico Madrid. I can't lie. Agreed. I can yeah. see him there. I can see him at um, either Atletico Madrid or Barcelona. I think because Suarez is getting old and Griezmann he, he's. He's been quite bad this season for them. They're thinking yeah. about transferring him out. So I reckon that he could take his place as their striker and see out his career at Barca. 
Personally. To be to be um, honest, I think he would get in a lot of the top teams. Probably apart from apart from the teams in the Prem. So let's rule out Liverpool, Man City, all that. Um, but I think he'd be able to get into either Dort. I think he'd be able to get into Dortmund. Maybe not Bayern because Lewandowski, but he'd be able nah, to get back to Dortmund. I would say, um, be able to get in Real Madrid, Barcelona, or Atletico, and he'd be able to get into PSG because they're thinking of offloading Cavani. And I think no, he'd be able to Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be if he'd be able to play up front with Ronaldo or Ronaldo shifts out wide for Juventus. I think he could definitely get into any of those teams. And I think if the opportunity comes up, he'd be kind of stupid to say no, considering he has a chance to win a Champions League or at least a league trophy in his final yeah. few seasons as a player. If I was him, unless I saw action from board in buying better options for the wing and sort of like doing a system like Hassan Hull's doing because he's obviously doing something that's allowing their midfielders to you know create good chances yeah. so if they can implement that to Arsenal I I think he could stay if they manage to get better wingers and like a cam that can you know like um I can't pronounce his name but you know that guy who plays for Milan uh Kalangolu I don't know how oh, he's... Oh, Kalanoglu. That, that's the one, yeah. Uh, the Cam, I reckon he could be very good for Arsenal. Yeah, like, he could, yeah I, I, I could see more. that as well. To be fair. I, think, I think a bit of Arsenal's problem is they need to stop signing unknown players and they need to sign players with experience. Like Pepe, he had a great goal-scoring season before he joined Arsenal, but that was one season. And look and how he's turned out. I think... Exactly. I think they need to sign someone who, with Prem experience who they know can score and who's maybe been put a bit out of favour um, by other Prem teams. I, I could always see Jamie Vardy after his amazing season going to Arsenal, but I don't think he will yeah. now. I think, but, yeah, um, no. like with the, I think it's, it's a gamble buying players from the French League because I know it's you know a joke at this point, but they are a farmer's league. It's not like yeah. you know, the only exception I can sort of think of is Camavinia, because he is a centre mid, like, and he's quite young. So I think he he's not even ready for his own league, but he's still playing well in the first team. Do you know what I mean? Like he's 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 what seventeen, you know, yeah, unless you're so. some like absolutely mental teenager. I, I I wouldn't be ready to play in you know the French league, let alone the Prem. But yeah, no, that's that's true. So he'd be a bargain. He'd be a he'd be a gamble, but if he pays off, he'd be great for Arsenal. Yeah, and I think it's players like Lucas Torreira. I can't remember where he was at before, but he wasn't that well known. I just think they need to sign someone who knows what they're doing. Although I say that they signed David Luiz, who's had tons of prem experience, and look how bad he's been. So it's hard. I think it's just all going wrong for Arsenal. I, I think they'll be honest saving at this point. Yeah, they need to just yeah, get. Fair Clean their board out, start new, bet, better staff, raise the standards of their back, like behind the the scene staff. Get mm. a board that's actually yeah. willing to invest in players that can do ben- like beneficial things for the team. Because yes, Kieran Tierney was a decent signing, but we haven't heard anything of him. You know what I mean? Like we we haven't heard much of Kieran Tierney. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, on paper he looks decent, but for a team like Arsenal it's just not good enough and it's the same as Man United and Spurs Spurs a bit less but they've been below par but teams like Man United signing unknown players it's 
it's just stupid, really, isn't it? I, I guess uh, with Arsenal, it is. They've been saying it's a long-term project with Arteta, and that's great to hear. But for a long-term project, you need investment, and Arsenal yeah. owners just are not investing at all. Like you said, no. uh, Stan Kroenke as well as uh, Josh and Stan. Yeah, Josh and Stan Kroenke. They're they're, they're just they haven't got yeah. any passion towards you know their um their club. It's a shame to see. And that's what we've seen with teams like Bolton and Bury that because their owners aren't willing to invest, that they, they get expelled from the football league. And Arsenal were lucky, really, that they've got um that they already had good foundations because it would be the same as Bury and Bolton otherwise. Yeah, I can see it happening. I hate to admit it, but I can see it happening to Palace too, because our our our, our um, club owners, the 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 American ones, they're just like they have no. Literally, they're showing no signs of wanting to sign players. We we sold uh, Wan Bissaka for fifty five million, and we did nothing with that money, apart yeah. from uh, yes, granted, we're turning our um, youth uh, academy into a Category A academy, which is great, but that doesn't cost you know forty million pounds. You've still got some money to spend on, you know, players that are young because we've got the old. I think we have the old one of the oldest squads in the division. We need to start investing in the younger players. Look yeah, at our back yeah, no, they, They're up there, yeah. what, 33. Only two players in our back floor for, for the regular starters are below 30, which are Van Hole <laughs> and he's 29, and Ryderbold, and he's 22. So that's all right. But yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, I think with Fulham, it's kind of the other way around. We have the. Uh, we have the backing from the owner, but then and the money's getting invested. But then our director of football is our owner's son, and uh, he is useless. You're right. Yeah, we we've got the money to put in, but then they just don't spend it right. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's things like that. That's annoying. You as can well. see in their Premier League season how they wasted it. Just spent all the money and thought it'd work. Exactly. Yeah. It's like on paper, yeah, it looks good. But we just didn't spend it right. Like you say, we bought players from the French League, like Seri and Sambo and Gisa. Two fair Sambo and Gisa did look all right, but Seri was clueless. He was so out of place. I don't know what and, you were thinking, and, yeah, honestly, mate. Right. I don't know what they were thinking signing Seri. He was shocking, honestly. Yeah, nice I know, I know. yeah he was. Honestly. He was. So with the Champions League, I think. I, I think I'd like to see it um it see it go ahead, but probably later on. But then the problem is you have the impact on next season, which can then impact the season after that and uh, it's it's, it's hard, hard to get all to, the countries to cooperate as well. To agree to it. International, yeah. yeah, exactly, because Germany are what, two, three weeks ahead of our football now? And France yeah. have already cancelled the season. The the French yeah. League. So, to be honest, I don't know what happened. I think they'll just end up playing the French League next next season, to be honest, like the Champions League uh, next season, and they just won't have the tournament next season. That's what I yeah. think will happen. I, I reckon I can see uh, Lyon, when it gets back put back on beating Juventus, because they've already, what, one nil up on aggregate. So I reckon they're going to go to the last eight. Personally. Yeah, exactly. It would be the problem is it's harsh to cut off the Champions League at this point, this season because teams like Leon, who are a bit more of an underdog, 
uh, and Atletico Madrid who beat Liverpool to to just kick them out of the competition. But then it's hard to cancel next season's Champions League because teams like Sheffield United, who obviously haven't got the place yet, or teams like Leicester, who have probably got a place, or Wolves who could get a place, just kicking them out of them spots that they've worked the whole season for is harsh as well. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but they need to think of a good idea that makes everyone happy, to be honest. I, I can't see... I just feel bad for teams like Atalanta and like Leipzig. They came in as um, underdogs. What Leipzig were founded in 2009, I think. And they've come so, along and beat, you know, Tottenham four 0 in aggregate. Atalanta are new to the, relatively new to the Champions League scene, and they beat Valencia eight four. You yeah. know, it's, it's yeah, no, it's that's true. It's it's harsh on so many teams. That's been the problem, really, with it, with the restart. How are we going to make everyone happy? Um, but yeah, they're going to have to sort it out, aren't they? I I would like to see it restart in this season and then carry on next season, but I don't think that would work, to be honest. I, I don't I don't One know how they do it. They could do yeah, that, exactly. but just think how taxi it's going to be. I know I know it sounds dumb because like you know, it's their job to play football. They're getting paid a lot of money, but like imagine how taxing it's going to be on the players. Yeah, to finish that one, so they have to come straight back to more like pressure, like more tense football. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. And I don't. I think maybe a bit of interest might be lost if they do it straight after the other. Yeah. Exactly. But no, that that could happen. Honestly, anything could happen at this stage. Who knows? Yeah. Thank you for my two co-hosts for joining me today. And hopefully we'll be back with another episode at some point next week. Don't forget to follow the Twitter, Football Fan Central. Follow the Instagram. Follow the Facebook page and have a look at our website. Thank you for listening.